0: Today on the podcast, how to get butts in seats for your local church using social media. This is the Digital Missions Podcast. Yo, welcome to the Digital Missions Podcast, where our goal is to equip pastors like you with the tools needed to reach your first million people with the gospel. And here's the thing. While we know the power and impact of people being reached with the gospel through videos and carousels and vlogs and podcasts, nothing compares to the joy that we experience when one of those random, faceless internet people shows up to our church in person for the first time. And that's the whole point of this conversation. Today, I sit down with a Brady Sticker from Church Candy to talk about his social media strategy that is unlocking new levels of growth for churches all around the country. In today's episode, Brady pulls the curtain back to give you a step-by-step strategy to seeing people show up in your local church for pennies on the dollar using social media ads. I'm your host, Justin Kuh. This is the Digital Missions Podcast. So as I understand, you started an ad agency for chiropractors with your dad to help offices get more clients, but then something happened. And then now you're doing the same thing, but for churches, what happened there? I just fell in love with social media
1: and using it to help these chiropractors get new patients. And I remember I was sitting in one of my classes at Bible school and I really just felt Holy Spirit, like impressing my heart that everything that I'm doing for these chiropractors at Cairo Candy is for a reason. And that reason is to help build the kingdom and that churches need this. And I remember going home that day and telling my wife, like, hey, I think God's calling us to do something big Mm -hmm. with social media and digital marketing for churches. One thing led to another, fast forward a few years, our Uh, It was actually my wife's youth pastor who officiated our wedding, uh, announces that he's going to be launching or planting a brand new church in the Houston area. And so I went and served there uh, as a student pastor, helped plant the church on day one, helped build a student ministry, but I also helped with all the social media. Hmm. And we had seen incredible results, specifically with Facebook and Instagram ads, to get new guests into our church. And then all of a sudden my pastor started telling his friends, like his other pastor friends and church planter friends. And they started telling people and we're working with right around 70 churches right now all across the country, helping them get new guests, get butts in seats with digital ministry, with social media ads on Instagram and Facebook. And hey, don't tell my dad this, but like it is way more fulfilling helping
0: churches than chiropractors. I would imagine so. I think that most of us who are here in this room would probably end up agreeing. Uh, So that's super cool. So Brady, talk to us about this, about how the church, at least in your vantage point and your conversation with churches are maybe struggling to adapt. And why are you so passionate about what you offer through Church Candy?
1: Yeah, man, absolutely. I feel like the biggest reason the church is behind is because a lot of the times we have so many people in ministry that have the mindset of, this is how, we, how we've how we always done it, and so why would we go and change it? Mm. And so I'm actually really involved with a lot of church planters, and here's why. Because a church plant is brand new ministry starting from scratch. So guess what? They ain't got any of that mentality in their ministry, because the way we always, done it, we haven't done it at all. And so mm. th- that's why I love church planters, because I don't have to go in and dig down that wall of, okay, we always send people out door-to-door and, and and look, should you not do that stuff? That's not necessarily what I'm saying, but you can get a better ROI on your resources with social media. Meaning ROI, meaning return on investment, and that's not just financially, but also like people. You're gonna wear your people out going door-to-door all the time. You, you, your time, I think your time is valuable and you can make such a big impact on social media. Hmm. Would you mind if I tell a quick story about this actually?
0: Please do. I would love to.
1: So one of my one of my good friends, his name is Chris. And, and Chris is a bigger dude. He's ex-marine, but he's a big teddy bear. He's an awesome guy. I've got I'm a Texas boy, if you can't tell by me saying ain't nothing. I, I've caught myself saying that. But me and Chris went with some other guys from church. We went hog hunting a couple months right. ago. And I love it. I love it. But Justin, you know how Chris found our church and how I got connected with him? Hmm. From TikTok. Our church ran some ads on TikTok. And him and his family started coming because of that. Hmm. And now he's in one of our marriage life groups that uh, I'm a part of and I've gotten to know him. And he has got an incredible testimony about how he was an atheist who was struggling with depression and just all of these things that I don't he hasn't given me permission to go into. But and he goes on and on about how because of our ministry, we've been able to introduce him to a relationship with Jesus. And God has done so many things in his life that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for TikTok, if it wasn't wow. for our ministry, investing our resources in to TikTok ads. And that's just that's just incredible to me.
0: I think that this is challenging for a lot of wh- a lot of the ways that many of us view social media just in general. And at least for me, one of the things that I often believed was that social media was very surface level. Uh, it was just entertainment, it's social experiments, it's these little silly dances, but no one's really going to the internet for serious kind of consideration. If you're journeying through some of these challenging things, sure, of course, you're going to be able to tap into community, your family, your friends, people that you actually trust why would I listen to a stranger on the internet that I've never met before?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, a couple of things there. One of them, it depends on what platform you're on, right? No one's going to Instagram or TikTok looking for a church or looking for answers to some of these big questions. That's what Google's there for. And there's like, Google has an ads grant. And if you really want to put some hustle in, you can create content. Now, How many of you guys have heard of the Google Ads grant? So the Google Ads grant, they will grant 501c3 nonprofits in the United States up to $10,000 a month in free ads. Now, here's what this won't do. This won't be something that just brings tons of new people to your church. Hmm. It, It just won't. But what it can do is if you are a really large church and you have the resources, you can actually take, just to make it super easy, the sermons that are being preached, have them transcribed. Send them over to Chat GPT, which is an AI, and have them take that transcription and edit it to a blog post, right? Now, follow me. You take that blog post and promote it with a Google Ads grant. So now on that sermon that is about faith and how to have hope in a world that's broken, now people will find that and Google will send traffic to that. And that is just an incredible way to reach people. And so I think people will go to Google looking for some of those answers. But on some of these discovery algorithms, Instagram discovery algorithm is like TikTok, where you you go on it and it discovers what you're into, right? Me on TikTok, I mentioned earlier that I love smoking meat. Like I've got one of the uh, a Traeger grill. It's like smoking meat for dummies. It connects to my phone. It's awesome. Uh, but I my TikTok for the longest time is just a bunch of meat videos, right? So it'll find what you're interested in. So you can make positive content, uplifting, Jesus-focused, gospel-focused content, the answers the questions that people have and people struggling with the content that you're talking about, it, these algorithms will organically show your videos to them if you place it right and you're really strategic
0: with that. So having been able to take your online course and work my way through your book as well, You overlay or you overview kind of a a general strategy on how to use the content that you're preaching in the given weekend services, Saturday or Sunday, and then eventually how to use that through social media, paid advertising, retargeting. Eventually, the end result is families just start showing up every single weekend to your church. I would love for you to give those of us who are new to this an overview of what exactly are the step-by-step processes that you're walking people through.
1: Yeah, for sure. So in the marketing world, we would call that a, a customer journey. And so obviously, like, the people that go to your church, they're not customers, but that's just in the business world what we call it. So we'll call it the new guest journey for this. Uh, So how can you take someone that has never heard of your church before to showing up on Sunday mornings? This is how I would do it. Now, you are producing so much content for your weekend services every single Sunday. So you're doing all of that work. And what most churches will do is they maybe have a podcast where it's just the replay of the sermon and like the archive of that service and they put it on their YouTube channel, they stream it on Facebook. And that's good to archive your service, but you're not really being proactive trying to use that content because the thing is, you spend all this time writing this message did you put all this effort and you write these notes and you're doing all the studying and you preach so well just for it to sit on a Facebook feed and get like seven likes, right? What? What we help churches do and what we recommend doing is take some of that content and chop it up into TikTok style or Instagram reel style clips of you Mm -hmm. preaching from the stage. So take micro snippets, 15 to 60 seconds, depending on what the content is. You want to find a a moment in the message that would get someone to stop scrolling. Um, You know, that, that would be a good hook. Like, for example, I'm not the best speaker in the world but I got 200,000 views on an Instagram reel, which obviously isn't like mega viral, but that's not nothing. All organically, like $0 on ads. And so that's just like the power of Instagram right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's That would, in the business world, you'd call that like top of funnel. That would be, if people see that clip, that is top of funnel. That they They are aware of you, if you will. Now, That doesn't mean they're going to show up on Sunday. That's not going to be butts and seats. They might be a little bit encouraged by your message. They might give you, they might follow your church's Instagram, but that that doesn't mean life change is happening. This doesn't mean they're being discipled. This doesn't mean they're really engaging in a relationship with the Lord. What we do is we want to have kind of a next step for people. If they find us on Instagram, if they find our website, they see a video on Facebook, what's like the first next step? for them to get connected to our ministry and actually turn them into a new guest walking in the doors on Sunday, that's where the plan your visit framework comes into play, or the plan your visit playbook is the title of the book. It's still, all of the plan your visit is, it's a call to action to get someone that's aware, top of funnel, to a little bit further down that funnel into the interested mode or like people that are like, hey, I'm, I'm very interested. So um, a lot of the times it's just a form that has name, email, phone number, and then a submit button. And then the landing page has information about your church. And you would be surprised adding a plan to your visit page to your website, how many people actually find it and will go through that process and fill out that form and plan a visit for the Sunday service now, once they fill that form out, you've got their name, email, and phone number, and you can make a personal connection with them. Give them a call and say, hey, Justin, this is Pastor Brady with Vibrant Church. I saw you were wanting to come to the church. A lot of people, I'm, I'm actually Gen Z. I'm pretty young. So we don't even talk in the phone. I know people say millennials have phone anxiety. We're out Gen Z. We don't even answer the phone. We just say straight to voicemail. So you maybe send them a text or whatever. The goal is after they fill that form out, you want to make a personal connection. I'm a big believer in how you follow up determines whether or not they're going to show up on Sundays. Whenever it comes to the plan your visit framework, and so just to recap, you can make content like Instagram Reels and things like that. You you put it out on TikTok, you put it out on Instagram, put it out on Facebook. Facebook has Reels. I know a lot of us youngsters think that no one's on Facebook anymore. My parents are still very active on Facebook. They're in their late forties and. Like you, you can still put reels on it and it's people are still on it. Uh, so all of that being said, put content out in reels, uh, give people a next step. So you can actually take the videos that you make and put on your Instagram, put on your Facebook. You can actually boost them or actually go into Meta's ads manager and run them as targeted ads to people in your community. And actually put a form connected to it or link it to your website's uh, plan your visit page and give them that option in the ad to where you have a clear next step for them. Once they see that content, you you give them that next step to plan a visit to your church. And so from there, once they fill that form out and plan a visit, that's when you wanna make a personal connection, let them know you're excited to meet them, Pray for them. Let them know that you're praying. A lot of the times I'll coach our pastors to film a little selfie video saying their name, going, hey, Justin, this is Pastor Brady. Because I know a lot of people, they might not answer the phone, but they'll get a video from the pastor. Bro, that makes their day. And let me tell you what, Justin, I bet you'd much rather be sitting in the air conditioning, sending out personalized videos to, to people, starting that personal relationship, starting that discipleship process, From the comfort of your own home, I know we're all tired of remote and Zoom and pandemic stuff, but this is a great way to at least use that technology to get your foot in the door, make a connection, and that's going to dramatically improve the show rate of people that fill out the form and actually
0: show up on Sundays,
1: if that makes sense, or so
0: Sundays or Saturdays
1: for our Seventh-day Adventist family in the house.
0: For sure. Okay. So if I understand the progression, let me try and recap this. You, you tell me if I got it right or wrong. First off, you preach your weekend sermon like you always do because that's just part of your workflow. Second step would be then to cut up your sermon into short micro clips, 15 to 60 seconds, and you can upload a new one of those every single day. Number three is then you're going to then use paid advertising to, to target people that are in your zip code who might actually have a chance of showing up to your weekend service. From there, number four, you're going to do a retarget ad. So when people start engaging with that, so that we can build more of a a kind of a back and forth relationship. And at the end of every one of these clips, step number five is you're going to have a call to action to drive them to make a decision to plan a visit. Once they make that, then you should be able to have their phone number, an email, and then you can nurture that personal relationship, get to know them a little bit, pray for them, and then be able to invite them to your local church. Is that, am I on the right page so far? Yeah, for sure. And it's not
1: so much as a, okay, first you do this, then this. It's all at once you're jumping in with that. And so I didn't even really touch on retargeting. So retargeting is, how can I put it? Here's how you can use retargeting for your church. So like, have you ever been on Amazon and maybe you're looking for a cool podcast microphone like this one, and then you go, then you go to Instagram uh, and you see ads for that podcast microphone? So, that is called retargeting or targeting again. And what you can do for your church is if someone watches one of those preaching clips, you can retarget them with more ads, inviting them to your church. If someone goes to your website, you can set up what's called the meta tracking pixel and retarget them with ads, inviting them to your church. And so, this concept of retargeting is really good because you're going to have people that come to your church and say things like, oh my gosh, Pastor Justin, I knew that God was calling me here because every time I turn around on Instagram, I just kept seeing you. And and there's honestly a lot of truth to that because if we think, how does Holy Spirit work? The Bible talks about us. If we plant seeds, Mm. then we don't have to be the ones that reap the harvest. The Holy Spirit's going to work on them and grow that deeper connection. And God is going to call them to your ministry. And so you're able to set up your content and set up the strategy in a way that will bring new people to your church. Uh, and that's why I love retargeting because it's such a it's such an intentional method. Hmm.
0: You know, a lot of the people that are probably listening to this episode serve in a small church, and which is really interesting to me because when I think about big marketing and reaching a bunch of people and p- getting people to actually make a decision and show up in person, at least for me, the stereotype that emerges is it's going to be a giant church. It's going to have tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in marketing. And yet, I think you mentioned that the church that you at least started, you, or at least you work with, is just a few hundred people that you actually run this strategy with church plants more often than not. So it sounds as though that the economics of this model are not nearly as demanding as many people would think. I'm going to guess that when it comes to advertising, you need a certain level of saturation. You can't just put five bucks and expect someone to show up. You have to commit for a little bit. What, what does that commitment look like? What does a financial investment look like? And then how do we actually see the result manifesting? What's the ROI? Great question, Mike. And
1: if you're watching this at home, or you're listening, you can go to churchcandy.com slash calculator and follow along with this. So we got this question so much. We went ahead and just built out a full on, I think in the book, I talk about how it's a
0: Google spreadsheet that you yep, can yep. utilize. What for a church of any size, what percentage of their current attendance would be a healthy amount of people to target as new guests? So if I have 100 Mm. people, would it be 10% or 10 people? And then that kind of scales up. Have you found a rule of thumb that makes sense? Yeah. So we always do our
1: calculations on a month to month basis. So Mm -hmm. meaning, okay, this we're estimating per month. So we're essentially dividing it between four different Sundays. Uh, And a a lot of the time that 50 number, it's like, I don't know if we could double. This is throughout four Sundays or 4.4 Sundays, technically. It's not like you're going to have your 50 normal people that are always there and then another 50 just show up one Sunday. It's going to be spread out through several weeks, but it's really just like, what are your goals? Like, how many do you want? And you can set this up and it's very predictable and very tangible to get these results. So if we just switch it from 50 to 15, throughout the month, calculate, boom, hey, whoa, to get 50 new guests, we only got to spend 220 bucks. Yeah, That's sweet, that's not bad at all. And so this is just a cool tool if anyone wants to kind of play around and kind of figure out, okay, how much money should we spend on these ads?
0: That's super cool. This stuff, it works. There was a church that I was consulting with recently, actually, that did a, an evangelistic kind of push they had an advertising budget of $500, and they did exactly this. They created targeted ads, and then the goal was to collect their phone number on the other end of the ad, basically. They didn't do the whole plan your visit. They didn't have a web form. It was just literally get their phone number, get their information, so that way the pastor could text them and call them and offer prayer for them. It was a church of 50 people, advertising of budget, a budget of about $500, and the result was that they had 50 guests showing up, 12 of whom actually decided to get baptized as a result of their tiny little budget. Now, the pastor was telling me that this was like, obviously, it was a, a blessing. And when I use the word headache, because it was a headache, I, I use it in air quotes. It wasn't really a headache, but it was a headache in the sense that all day, that entire week, all he was doing all day was texting people back and forth. He says yeah. that he would be praying for four to six hours every single day because of the number of people who he was constantly going back and forth with. So one of the metrics on that calculator is what are the odds of people who plan their visit? What are the odds that they actually show up? I know that there's a handful of strategies that you talk about in your book about how to increase the percentage of conversion. That is to say that people actually start showing up based off of what you do beforehand. Can you talk us through some of those strategies? Yeah, for sure,
1: for sure. And so keep in mind, the reason why your follow-up strategy determines how many people show up is because not everyone that plans a visit went to Google and searched church near me. Cause a lot of pastors are like, why would you plan a visit if you're not even gonna show up? Mm-hmm. It's because they're just pittering around on Instagram and there they go. They plan a visit and they don't, it doesn't mean that like they're actually committing real, mm-hmm. thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, different follow up strategies to actually get people to show up to your church that plan a visit. Um, the first thing I would do is use some kind of automated, texting platform to send them a text as soon as they plan a visit maybe not as soon maybe you do like a 60 to 90 second delay so it doesn't look super automated uh schedule a text that says hey justin this is pastor brady from vibrant church sorry you plan a visit for church can't wait to meet you quick question how many people are coming with a coup? i think coo Crew, <laughs> we actually say crew, so we keep it <laughs> super go. casual. Just asking, hey, so you plan to visit? How many people are coming with the sticker crew, the Smith crew, right? Um, because we want to initiate a conversation. And so, whenever someone plans a visit, just engage in a conversation with them. Ask how many people are coming with the Smith crew, right And then just engage in a conversation. If you make people feel seen. And heard and valued, you're gonna have a really high percentage chance of them showing up. Hmm. If they plan a visit and they don't, no, 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 there's no follow up in your end, or they get like just an automated email. I don't know about you guys. I get tons of emails. I don't open most of them, especially the ones from businesses. Mm-hmm. So if you, I typically don't even recommend following up with email just because low open rates. But if you do want to, like you're like, hey, we want to use email. We to do everything we can. Don't make the email look like it's from a brand or from your church. Make it look like it's one that your pastor just really typed out and sent. One of the things you can do is there's a software called Zapier. Z-A-P-I-E-R dot com. And I'm pretty sure one of their free solutions is Gmail. And what you can do is instead of using MailChimp and it coming looking like from a MailChimp email and it looks like it's from a brand, it's got all the pictures on it. You can use Zapier to create an automation to where every time someone plans a visit, it will send an email through Gmail. So it'll send it through your personal email address and make it super cash, right? Just just very similar to what it would say on the text. Hey, Justin, just confirming, saw you plan a visit for church on Sunday. Here's our address. We're praying for you and your family. Can't wait to meet you. If you wanted to pre-register any children for childcare or for Kids Church, you can do that here. Include a link. God bless. We'll see you on Sunday. So if you're going to use email, don't make it from a brand. Make it from the pastor. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's from like the pastor's personal email address, people get their faces light up when they see that. And then on the flip side, one of my favorite plan your visit church follow-up strategies is record a personalized video for that guest. Now, like selfie style, yeah, selfie style. Just use your cell phone. Don't record one video and keep it super generic and send it to everyone. Don't do that because no, no one cares. But if you get on your phone and hold up the video, the cell phone vertically, or talk your pastor into doing this, and record a video, and you say the person's name in the video,
0: Hmm. game changer. Yeah. Bro, yeah. People
1: definitely. get so excited because think of how many people have church hurt because they just didn't feel seen and mm-hmm. valued and heard by the ministry leaders. And before they ever even show up on your campus, they're getting a personalized video. They feel like they already know this pastor because every time they turn around on Instagram, they keep seeing him. And then all of a sudden they get a video from him, bro. They get so people get so excited. This is such a like simple little thing. It'll take you 15 seconds. To take out your phone and go, mm-hmm. hey, Justin, it's Pastor Brady here. Just prayed over you and your family. Can't wait to meet. You. We'll see you then. It's the little things. What's the, looks like the thing people say? It's 20% of the effort makes 80% mm-hmm. of of the results. And, and that is definitely one of those things that can just be game changer in actually getting people that plan a visit to your church to show up on Sunday.
0: Just making them that. feel seen. And making them feel heard, making them feel that. valued. All right. So let's try and recap a little bit. And let's see if this is helpful. Okay. So you create content, whether that's from your sermon, or if you're following the Digital Missionary Academy modules, you're just creating your own content. You're putting content all the time. And then we do the targeting, let's call it a 15 minute, maybe 30 minute radius. So from there, you're running the ads. All of these videos that you're doing advertising for are meant to get someone to plan a visit where you collect their information, and then the follow-up campaign happens from there. Through text message, ideally, if you do email, do it through a personal email, but the whole idea is to begin that conversation. And then the kind of the real impactful uh, step that you need to be able to take is send them a selfie video, calling them out by name and welcoming them into your church for that next week or something like that.
1: Yes, yes, for sure. And, And there's so many different things that you can retarget. You can be intentional with the videos and retarget people that watch your videos. You can set up that Meta tracking pixel and retarget people that have been to your website. One of the things I would recommend doing if you do this is take a database, so like <laughs> name and phone number of all the people that are members of your church. They're there every single weekend, and you can actually upload that as a custom audience to the <laughs> back end of Meta. And what you want to do is you want to exclude the retargeting ads, And this is just getting into the very advanced stuff. Like a lot of my training and stuff, I don't even go into this just because it's like super advanced. But you want to exclude the retargeting ads from them because if you don't, you're going to be showing ads to people, inviting them to church. That are already going. That are already going and their tithes money... Paid for these ads that they're seeing at that point. So then it's just a rinse and repeat that you don't
0: really want. Definitely, definitely. Okay, cool. So then they show up, God willing, that weekend. Is there some specific strategies in place at the local church that you think every church should be doing so that way when they show up, maybe the atmosphere is a little bit more welcoming? It's a little bit more endearing that they want to show up a second time. For sure, for sure. Uh, This all comes back to having your new church guest feeling
1: seen and feeling valued. Because if they don't feel seen, if they don't feel valued, there's going to be a really low chance they actually show up Mm. the next week. So one of the things that we do in our automated follow-up that goes out to people, they'll get a text that Sunday morning that says, hey, swing by our welcome desk, which is just like a little welcome center we have set up in our church's lobby. And we've got a gift waiting for you. And then there's a picture in that text of the desk. So they like know what it looks like, and that's just an automated message. And by the way, all these automated texts, we're sending it from a phone number that is local to our city. Hmm, so text, yeah, same, uh, or same area code, right? Oh, yeah. And so what you'll do is once they do come, have, have something just to make them smile. That's always our goal when a new guest comes in. What can we do to make them smile? So uh, there's a couple of things we've tried, and feel free to seal these. One of them is we'll have pre-written thank you cards thanking people for coming before they show up, before they plan like, we just have 30 of them pre-written. And then once they do show up, we write their name on it and then we'll add like a personal touch at the end saying, and so for example, if the new family that walked in, their name's Carol and she has a son named John and a daughter named Shirley at the very top of the letter. We would write Carol, comma, and then there's just the generic, thank you so much for visiting with us, hope you had an amazing time, and then we would add, I hope John and Shirley loved our kids' ministry, and then just a little, thanks so much for joining us, we'd love to see you next week. It's just a little simple thing like that, we have the letters already pre-written, And then we just customize it, give it some personalization. And this does take work. It does take time to do this. You can go buy thank you cards blank in bulk from Target, right? And it's just another extra little personal thing to make someone smile.
0: I love that. Let's talk real quick, Brady, about how people can partner with you. Because I'm going to guess that those who are listening, some might feel a little bit overwhelmed with all the information and are just like, man, I just wish that there was someone that I could partner with that would just do it. <laughs> and that I could just keep preaching every single week. And if that, if that were at all possible, and it turns out it is very possible because that's literally what you guys do. Can you talk to us about what partnering with you guys would look like?
1: Yeah, for sure. So we have different plans and, and it really just depends like where your church is at, what size your church is. But man, we our, our main goal with every church we work with People say pastors shouldn't worry about the numbers. Uh, So I say, all right, cool. Pastor, you don't worry about the numbers. Let us worry about it. Mm. And so we focus on getting butts in seats. We focus on getting new guests to your church with social media ads. And so if you wanted to learn more, just so we can keep track of everyone that finds us from Justin and the amazing things going on, you can go to churchcandy.com slash Justin. And you can learn more. You can also schedule a call with uh, me or one of my team members on there. And we can do an assessment and kind of figure out if it would be a good fit working together, or I could just give you some general strategy and advice and come up with a game plan on how you can get some new guests with social
0: media. I love it. I love it. That's churchcandy.com slash Justin if you want to check it out. And uh, yeah, even if it's just for feedback and strategy, I know that Brady's really excited to do that. I've already tapped into two of those calls on the background setting up for this interview. It's been really fun. Kind of, I don't know if I told you this, Brady, but the way that I found out about you was through one of your TikTok videos. The short, port con- short form contents leading to next steps absolutely clearly does work because we're talking right now. I've hopped on the phone a handful of times. And so if you're wanting to see how this could work for your local church, that's churchcandy.com Justin. And you can book a call with Brady to do that. Last question I got for you, Brady. It's one I like to get people's opinion on whenever they guest teach here. I would love to hear your thoughts about the church of the future. We're seeing a a rapidly shifting, if not already completely changed kind of norm uh, in how people relate to community, certainly how they relate to education and relationships and spirituality. I'm just curious if you were to put your feelers out there and take a guess as to what does the church of tomorrow look like, what are you hoping for? What are you envisioning?
1: And the church of tomorrow. I would say that the church of tomorrow is going to be more relationally based and less surface level. I feel like people are going to get tired of just always consuming social media. We're coming out of the pandemic. I say coming out. Of, I feel like we've been out of the pandemic for a while, but but people were just so isolated, and I think it's going to be not that it wasn't community driven. I think that that was one of the big pillars. Of the the church pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's gonna that if you think of a of a stool of a three-legged stool, I think the community aspect is gonna be a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. I believe life's change happens through Jesus in the context of relationships. That's why we were called to disciple people, right? Because you gotta have a relationship with them. You can't disciple someone if you don't know them. So I think that it's gonna be a lot like people are saying, Oh, it's gonna be the metaverse, every everything's gonna be online. I think they might hear about your ministry through there. I really see a future church that's going to be less consumerism. I think my generation, Gen Z, doesn't want consumer church. I think they want to be active. I think they want to be, you've heard me say a lot today, making people feel seen and heard and valued. I think that's a lot of what Gen Z wants. And so I think it's going to be a lot of boots on the ground. Gen Z actually doing ministry and doing it to a point that that's not maybe what we expect with everything being on a screen these days. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it maybe it's we're all going to be wearing VR goggles in 10 years going to church. I could be wrong, but from my perspective, my
0: opinion, that's that's what I would imagine. I think so. I think so, which is beautiful because. It gets to the heart of really, what does it mean to be the church? It's to be in community with each other, doing life with each other. So for what it's worth, I'm hoping for and pulling for that type of future as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Brady is the author of the Plan Your Visit playbook, the host of the Church Candy podcast and the CEO of Church Candy Marketing. To plan a call with his team for free, visit churchcandy.com slash Justin. Again, that's churchcandy.com slash Justin. This episode of the Digital Missions Podcast was made possible in part by the Adventist learning community. Thanks for their support. We're offering listeners access to the MTPUs to a Million Views Masterclass for free. More information in the show description.